check, check, mic check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex on FlipMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show coming to you Thursday, September 14th, 11.01 Pacific. PM, thanks for AM. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, Chicago coming up this uh, Saturday, round two of the SMX series, Chicago Speedway. Little more of an outdoorsy track. Uh, double points, of course, for Chicago as opposed to uh, last week in Charlotte. And uh, plenty to get to on the show. 702 586 7857. We are giving away a set of 100% goggles, a fly race and tie dye hoodie, and two pairs of tickets. Uh, to Chicago this weekend. So hopefully if you're in the Chicago area, you can make it and uh, you can grab these tickets. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing for uh, coming on board this show at Fly Racing USA on social media. Uh, we're going to talk about Team USA, and one of those riders to be announced soon, maybe today, will be a Fly Racing rider. Uh, so, yeah, that's awesome for those guys. Look for the red, white, and blue gear. Uh, I'm thinking they're going to do maybe the kinetic stuff. It'll be too cold in France for mesh. But, uh, yeah, at Fly Racing USA on uh, social media, the Formula S helmet's next level, man. It's a, it's a smart helmet. It's a helmet with a brain. And uh, you get the app, and you can see all the cool things that the Fly Racing Formula S can do for you. They've revised some of their gear as well. And, uh, yeah, they're really looking forward to uh, big and better things for Fly Racing for 2024. The best designs they've had, um, I want to say ever, but for sure in the last few years. It's without a doubt the best designs they've had. So thank you to Fly Racing for coming on board this podcast. Thank you to Forget and Athena, Plum Creek Funding, Decal Works, Maxxis, 100% Vertex Pistons as well. Uh, the Maxxis tires, great mountain bike tires, of course. Uh, also, too, the two treads they designed to soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain, developed and tested with expertise of Jeremy McGrath, grip stability and predictability that surpasses all others. Shop.maxxis.com, Maxxis MX Series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. Pick your pair. Thank you to Maxis for coming on board. And again, 702-586-7857. You, got, you want to talk about Chicago, you want to talk about MXDN, uh, MXGP, whatever it is, uh, give us a call. Uh, taking your phone calls over there, holding things down, coming in uh, usually with his cheery self, the Two Sledge Jerry Tits, what's up? Getting introduced first and only one who got a goodbye from Pookie. Yeah, well, congratulations. Employee number one. Yep. Uh, also watching the uh, cameras, controlling what you see, Travis Marks. Hi, Marks. He gets introduced first, but I get paid more. Yeah, yep. $1 more. Got him. Yep. Boom. Uh, so thanks uh, thanks to you guys for coming in and uh, producing the show and working it all down. Really appreciate it. Decal Works, of course, on board with us as well. Red Bull KTM, Husqvarna Off-Road Team. The best part of the Decal Works, guys, is Pulpamex 23 is a code to save with those guys. Uh, they can design it from the mile to the wild. Ron, Sean, everybody down there doing great things, and they'll give you a proof. You can design it yourself. You can move logos around. You can put your sponsors on it. So, like, if Bob's Bigger Burger sponsors you, you can put Bob's Bigger Burger all over your bike and their logo, uh, and Decal Works can do that, man. So really cool for those guys to, uh, to come on board with the show, and they offer great product. Chris Kiefer, he has 18 bikes, and his kid has 18 bikes, and and so you know they go through a lot of stickers. So Decal Works is also the official stickers of Chris Kiefer. All right, MXDN. We'll probably start with MXDN. Um, maybe talk to Daniel Blair and Jason Thomas about that off the top. That should be announced real soon. And it's uh, RJ Hampshire. It's Aaron Plessinger. And it'll be Christian Craig as well. So a uh, good team uh, going over to France and seeing what they can do for that. Um, but uh, for now, let's, uh, let's talk to our first guest of the show and uh, talk a little SMX, MXDN, and more. It's Daniel Blair from the Orange Brigade. What's up, DB? What's up, bro? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, lots to talk yeah. about on uh, on the show. Um, 
you were at Charlotte. You were there. You witnessed it. The uh, first ever SMX round. Um, no, you know what? I want to start with MXDN. I want to start with that. Um, okay. Oh, boy. Uh, Craig, Hampshire, AP. Thoughts on that team? And that's official? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tweet you tomorrow about it. Okay. I'm going to ask you. I'm just going to ask if you have any news on that. Yeah, please tomorrow. do. Yeah, these people. Well, please ask about <laughs> Justin Cooper first. Yeah. What's up with Justin Cooper? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, no, I, I – okay, with that roster – I mean, I like all three of those guys so much individually that I'm on board because I'm happy for them and I want to put, I want to put my energy behind it. So I'm, I'm all in on that team. But as long as I, we all go in with the expectation and knowing that, hey, we, it's going to be steep to have success with this team. Um, and it feels weird because we're coming off of last year where we had arguably, I mean, probably the best roster we've had in some time. So it doesn't feel the same as last year, but... I look more at the individual riders, and they're all good dudes. They all want to go. They're willing. And if they're going to represent, then I'm behind it. So yeah. uh, it's, it's not high expectations, but high support from me. I think a podium is totally possible, and a top five yeah. should be doable, you know, in my eyes. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a, that's, a, that's a fine result. Yeah, I mean, if you look at each guy's if – if they all bring their very best – now, I don't know what Christian's best is because he's, he's just been gone for so long, but – if RJ brings the best of RJ, he could do really well there. AP, I think, as well. And it's going to be one of those ones where five of the six scores, you're going to really have to count on them. You're not going to probably have a lot of gimmies to work with. So I'm with you, though. I think top five, they should. I'd probably be disappointed if it was sixth or worse. But a podium is within reach. And if they walk mm-hmm. away with that, with this team and the way it's gone down, that's, I mean, I hate to celebrate a loss, but I, I, I would consider that to be a, a pretty big win for that group. Look, Craig hasn't raced in a long time, and there's nothing like, you know, lining up and racing. But in your eyes, he's going to have six weeks on the bike for destinations. Uh, he had pretty serious injuries, though, from that crash in the whoops at, uh, I don't even remember where it was, Phoenix? Uh, I don't know, a long time ago. Um, what, what, what's your take on that? Like, six weeks enough and ready to go? Yeah, because I, I, talent-wise, he's got excess. So I don't see him not being able to get back to speed and be back to form. The issue would be the racing. He hasn't had much racing and, and gate drops, but that race to me is so weird. There's so many outs, outside pressures anyway that I don't think anyone's fully mm-hmm. comfortable. Right. So it would be the one race where I think, hey, just drop the gate, get a good star, and let it all hang out. It works. I, I, don't, I wouldn't like it as much at you know, Anaheim 1 sure. or Paula, but yeah. this type of race is where weird, crazy things can happen. So I think he'll be awesome on the bike. And um, I'll, I'll give him a little pass on the on the gate drops because I think the race is weird in itself. So yeah. I, I think he'll be okay. I just – you know how that race goes. I mean, you can go in feeling super great and a couple of weird things go wrong and it's over. Or, hey, you put in a couple good motos, you go into moto three and you got a shot. So yeah. I'm, I'm just going to ride positivity all the, way, uh, all the way to France. Okay, fantastic. Good to hear. Uh, speaking of that, we have a call about RJ at the MXDN. Tom, what's going on? What's your question about Hampshire? I do not share your optimism, DD. So I'm just curious what we're going to set the over/under on for RJ and crashes for the weekend. Uh, I mean, there's going to be probably a couple. I mean, but that's the thing is with RJ, a lot of his good weekends came on races where there was a crash. <laughs> so as long as it's just one or two, the good thing about RJ though is you know he's all the way in and committed. And if the day works itself out and he gets through it fine, dude, that the best of RJ is really, really good. So. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to stay optimistic, but I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that there might be a, a tumble or two. I will say, Tom, uh, starts in the MX2 is so important. Even if you give them the inside gate, they got to get through. You know, you're racing against 450s. Um, it's a track with a lot of hills, uh, everything else. Um, RJ's poor starts and RJ's tendency to throw it away does scare me a little bit. But like DB said, if the stars align, he could win MX2. I believe that. Um, yeah. But uh, – yeah. Yeah, the stars haven't aligned that much. Classic RJ. Uh, I look up at one point in Charlotte. It's like lap 10. Uh, he's the fastest guy on the track, but he's 14th. Right. Just classic. Right. Yeah, classic. Uh, no, and yeah. I, I'm a little surprised, I will say, because Supercross, he really took the biggest step of his career as far as stability and being there every week. And, man, I came into the outdoors really – really thinking he had a shot, but a couple untimely crashes kind of put him behind the eight ball. Then remember, they all bunched up again. They were all pretty close again for a week, and then that next weekend was bad. So it has kind of fallen apart this summer, but 
again, I'm, I'm going to ride with. There is a little bit of a mm-hmm. break. They have a chance to just prepare for it. And if the emotions get the better of him, which they will in this race, mm-hmm. that could be a good thing, too. So it's, it, is, it is a flip of a coin with him, but I know he'll give it his all. He wants to go so bad. Everyone behind him is very supportive. So he'll have all the tools to, to be great for us, and, and I think there's a good chance that he can. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, still giving away two pairs of tickets to Chicago. If you're going to Chicago, you want to win them. Uh, let's give one pair away right now. Uh, tits, whatever caller you want. Just get their email. We'll pass it on. Uh, all right, Daniel, SMX, what'd you think? What'd you take away? Like, um, you know, I was accused of some heinous uh, things last yesterday on our group text for not absolutely throwing the pom-poms at this race. <laughs> uh, but I think we're on the same page. Um, you know, there's some good, there's some bad, uh, there's some cheesy uh, but, over, I mean, it's the, the bottom line is it's, it's a good thing because there's money going out there. But what would you take away from Charlotte? Man, I mean, so many angles to hit this with. Uh, the first is, and I, and I thought about this after, I think we're, we are lucky as fans and, um, you know, members of this sport and in this industry to have three more races that are completely different than what we've already seen. So, I mean, we're a little spoiled. We get to watch motorcycle racing in stadiums on the hillside of motocross tracks, now in speedways. I mean, look how much of the year it covers. So for me, if we go big macro, I I loved it. I mean, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad they created it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the race was super fun. Like, it was was different. I know there were some little individual things that probably could have been better, but I started the day excited, and I left the day, like, extremely excited. So I would say it's a positive. I think we're where you and I are probably on the same page in our group text was it's, it's, I guess, the expectation of what this is supposed to be, and that's kind of being figured out in the moment. It might take a couple of years to get there, which is fine. We have the time to do that, but they have to sell it, obviously, as you know the playoff, this big finale, because yeah. it, it is. It's just going to be a little bit of an uphill battle to get everybody on board with that type of hype until you get a year or two in and it really gets established because we already have something so great to base it off of. Like Supercross, to me, is the best sport in the world. There's nothing in this world that competes with Supercross. So this thing's going to have a hard challenge competing with that product that's earlier in the mm-hmm. year. I've learned to love motocross, too. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a self-admitted, non-outdoor well, guy. I oh, you're an outdoor race. guy now. <laughs> I mean, just from a pure, like, love, I, I love it. I went to a bunch of nationals this year. I loved it. The history, I mean, it, it's great. And so for this SMX thing to work, it's going to take time. It's going to take, take some tweaks. But the only thing mm-hmm. I think where you and I probably are in alignment is, hey, the expectation is pretty heavy. The sell and the pitch is pretty heavy. And it's going to probably take a little bit more time to get there than just this very first one. So yeah. I'm all two thumbs up. I loved it, but it's got a long ways to go to get to the level of what I believe is the best sport in the world, and that's their own product, which is earlier in the year. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm, this is cool. Uh, single, double, triple points, three-race series. Love it. Bunch of money. Cool. Right on. Great. But I'm not going to be like, oh, my God. Sexton's an SMX champion. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I, I, right. I, I, it's the same as a Monster Cup. I'm not like celebrating Monster Cup champions or U.S. Open champions or Paris Supercross champion over two nights. I mean, Paris Supercross is one less race, you know, than the SMX series. I'm not running right. around talking about that champion as if you know he, he was some great champion. It's it's right. 17 rounds of Supercross and it's 11 rounds of Motocross, 22 races. That's gnarly and that's cool and that's the premier championships. You know, right. just don't tell me Ricky Carmichael's a 15 time SMX champion, all that. That's stupid. And I'm not here for that. So, yeah. Right, right. No, and, and, and I'm with you on that. And I was actually thinking about that last night. The, the, the tell all is going to be what happens over time with the numbering system for real. Because right now, Chase is running the number one plate in Supercross, Jet's going to run it in outdoors. If somebody wins SMX and then they run the one just in the SMX, then it truly is a third series. No, it, they are. That's what thing. I understand. They are going to do okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Then that's what it would be. Right. For this to ever become the true um, t- tip of the pyramid over everything, then there would have to be some really dramatic decisions made that I, I don't know if you can get yeah. there in one year. So that's why I'm going to stay optimistic that this thing has a forever place and is going to be loved by all of us because I think they do a great job at everything they do. But what it actually is might take a little bit of time, and I'm going to start where you are, where it's going to be a hard sell to overcome uh, the power and prestige of the two series that already exist, but they're going to give it their shot, and they got you know all the pieces in place yep. to do it. So we'll have to wait over the couple of years and see how it goes. What about my idea on the group text? Uh, that would be Loved something. It. That would be something. Loved I don't. It. 
I don't think that'll ever happen. But here's my what I said on the group text is here. Here, you want to make this thing the coolest thing ever? This three race series uh, at the end of the motocross AMA motocross and at the end of MXGP, uh, have the Europeans maybe dumb down that rhythm section a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Bring the Euros over here, top twenty Euros, top twenty Americans or top ten, whatever you want, and uh, have a three race series. For the world championship, screw the uh, MXDN. Like, don't even worry about that. Uh, invite the Europeans. Have like a big uh, come to Jesus meeting with all the teams, and have a three race fall series like they used to do called Trans AMA. Have a three race uh, World SMX series. Now we're cooking. Now that's something where I'm like, yep, I like that. So I agreed with you before you said all that, and then you threw in getting rid of motocross the nation. So I don't want anyone to think that I agreed with that part because that was not in the group. Text. Well, I don't mean get rid of it, but like to me, like that's the real series race. Like you know, I, I, having three I, guys from your country really isn't a true race. Like Tim Geyser is not going to do that well because he's the only guy from Slovenia, right? Uh, there's one other right, guy that's decent, right. but like the format of the motocross the nations, you know, a great rider like like. Tim Geyser, or for, for a long time, Italy with Caroli, not, not in the latter years, but before Caroli with Italy, there wasn't strong riders, and those guys didn't, you know, their countries didn't do that well at that event, so it really didn't mean, like, the strongest right. countries type deal. This, if you combined all the GP riders and all the American riders and had a three race in the, you know, series, that, to me, is, now we're talking. Yeah, I don't know behind the curtain the, the the relationships and complications on what it would take for that to happen. Oh, I know, in a, right? Yep. In a dream scenario, though, you're you're right. Like, yep. imagine, and I don't think you need to change the track. I mean, the 65s are doing the rhythm section. I guess, yeah. I, I, know, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I, I think right now, if you were to bring over uh, Sewer, Geyser, Prado, bring over the, the seven best of them and drop them into that thing, they would have got along just fine. I, I don't think there would. I mean, they wouldn't have been as probably dialed as our guys are because of yeah. the super crossy type stuff. But they would have been able to pull it off and been super competitive. And again, I, maybe we're just talking in dream world here. But man, if you drop the best seven MX two and MX one guys yeah. on on that thing for three weeks, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, now we're talking something that I don't, I don't. I mean, it's bigger than anything that's ever really existed yeah. before. I mean, where you're getting them together for a group of t- or for a period of time, that would be crazy. It would be in front and MX Sports are working on making a combined MXGP national. We know that that there's been a lot of talk about that. Oh, rad. They are working on that, but I don't know how how close that is to fruition. Uh, but a, a three race fall series of the best of both would be uh, fantastic. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And now. And now I would care about this series a whole lot more. Like right now, I just put this SMX series like a Monster Cup. Cool, right on. We're going to move on. You know, I don't know. That's, we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, that, that's and that's how I feel right now too. I, I'm in the uh, again. I'm an optimistic person, yeah. so it's all coming from a, a place of positivity. But I'm I'm optimistically watching how this thing develops, mm-hmm. how it uh, transforms. I mean, even Triple Crowns. I think you mentioned. In the beginning, they were one way. They had to change them around a little bit. Like, there is no set, this is how it has to be forever. Mm-hmm. So there will be some tweaking and maneuvering and, and making it better over time, and I have faith they'll do that. It's yep. just going to take time before it really settles in and, and finds its place yep. in, our, in our calendar. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they'll, they'll, they'll modify it and do all that. Was, um, you know, was Jet Lawrence, uh, he was really good the second half of the second main, but other than that, whether it was practice or whether first moto, uh, is this just a one-off? Will he be right back to? I mean, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to win, but will he either? You know, will he be a factor, more of a factor this weekend in Chicago? You think? I I, I think so for sure. I mean, it would be crazy to think not. I mean, he probably wins it, so I'll just throw that out there. But I've been saying this for a while now. I, what he's doing to everybody on the outdoor tracks might be giving everybody a false impression of what's coming indoors. And I, and I think he's going to be freaky, crazy good. He's probably going to win a bunch. He could win the title. I mean, there's, I, I, it'd be crazy to say he can't. So he could. But it's going to be different indoors because I don't know if you noticed this early in the race. Again, it's tight. It's not full Supercross, but the tightness. Mm-hmm. But Ken Roxon and Jason Anderson were not afraid to, like, really race him a lot harder in that tighter environment. And I think in Supercross – as good as he is, it's not just about how far can my skill and talent take me. You really, really have to be so polished on your racecraft, decision-making, and be ready to get pretty dirty and grind a little bit. And if we look back at his history, he's not been that great at that. He's not been – I mean, he's made some silly moves here and there. His racecraft has been, you know, hit or miss at times. So Mm -hmm. 
I think Supercross might take a little bit longer for him to kind of master the whole thing. So, yeah, he'll be good, but I think we saw a glimpse of probably the first month or two of Supercross where he's going to have to learn that this environment is different. It's tight. There's nowhere to go. And these guys are going to take an opening if it's there. Where an outdoor, I feel like they've given him a lot of respect because they can visually see he's on another planet. You don't really get on another planet indoors. I mean, even Chase last year was on another planet, and he was falling all over the place until the end. So it's like I think we saw a little crack uh, in, in the armor with Jet. Okay. It's going to take some time to overcome, and I think we'll see some goofier days. Now, he could win Chicago and L.A., and we're fine, mm-hmm. but I do think Supercross is going to be a little bit more exciting for all of us because he's not just going to out-talent them. Like, outdoors it's been, man. He's truly like on another planet where indoors, that's not what gets it over the top. I mean, Eli and Cooper and Jason, they're your last three champions. They didn't just blow everyone's doors off. They did it through racecraft and through strategy, and that's a part of his game that is going to have to be better, I think, at the next level. And he's going to run into a group of really good, aggressive guys that are probably going to be more willing to take uh, a more aggressive maneuvering against him indoors than they've been outdoors. Daniel Blair on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Thanks to Get and Athena. Uh, CDIs uh, for two strokes. ECUs for the four strokes. Uh, they do really great stuff with the EFI uh, two-stroke KTMs uh, as well. That stuff should be available now. If you want a discount from Get and Athena, email us using the contact form on Pulp. We'll pass it on. Our buddy Dan will give you a Pulp Show deal. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. they got cylinder kits as well. And, uh, of course, Honda HRC using Get this past year. And look at the success Honda did. It's 100% attributed to the folks that get 100 percent all right first caller or next caller i should say on the uh, on the on the fly race at moto 60 show <laughs> oh shit that's david bradshaw's bike i just fucked up what's up dark <laughs> what's going on guys i'm uh just sitting here at next level 101 for the verb shred tour driving stakes wondering where promoter is and he's on the phone with you yeah he's promoting that's what that's what that's what he does uh, i'm on the the show promoting the race dark huh all right well i guess we need to take a break while you're doing that then what uh what what is yeah. what is going on this weekend what is it next you're doing yeah, so okay. it's verb classic we got the verb classic out at next level 101 dark side is on the property he's here he's gonna ride He's coming off of an extreme ankle injury, Steve, from Monday. Apparently we had an issue on Monday at club. It's, it's unbelievable, uh, this guy. He's crashing. There's no proof this happened. He's crashing in every country. He's trying to just crash in every country. That's, I think, what is And state. I've crashed, I've crashed twice in, like, five years, and they just happen to be back-to-back. Okay, did you go to the hospital after the ankle? What? I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, this, yeah. Did you, did yes, you go to the hospital? Yes, he did. Yes, he he did. did. Yeah, I did. It, okay, did you go to the hospital uh, the last time in Italy for gas gas intro? Yes. Okay, yes, so hospital for that too. Okay, just so just two hospital visits, last two rides. Got it. Okay, moving on. I've, I've ridden in between. Okay, all right. But yeah, that's that's old news. It's old news. We don't need to talk about that. All right, we'll talk about this. We're with fine. I'm, I'm riding tomorrow. We're good. Well, Chris Kiefer's coming in Monday, and he has some thoughts about you that we'll get to. I'm sure he does. <laughs> All right, what's up, Dark? Yeah, sure. That's right. Yeah, I was just calling in to yeah say what's up, and DB's on the phone, you know, promoting this thing. But it's gonna be rad. Just somebody's in the area. Chad Reed's here. He's on property. Oh wow, Gypsy Tales is on. Gypsy Tales is on property. Is Reedy doing vet racing? Is he racing? Yeah. Or the kids? He did not I don't know. Bike, but his oh. kids are okay. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's kid weekend, dude. He's but he's here. He just pulled up right before I got on the phone with you. I think Josh Grant's coming. Carson Brown. I even heard. I, this is just a rumor. I heard there may be a Vince Freese sighting here this weekend. Oh, just heard. Oh, just wow. a rumor. Wow, just a rumor. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. What about uh, what about that Michelin guy? Is, is are you banning him or is he welcome on the property? No, we have a picture on the front gate. He's no longer welcome here from uh, relentless social media harassment. The guy yeah. has been all over me for months now, and it's like, yep. no, so he he won't be welcome in this weekend. Everything's a production. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I yep. agree. Yep, ban him. Uh, all right, uh, Dark. Anything else? No, that's all I got. I just want to call in real quick, give give DB some shit since he's not helping. And uh, I, would also, yeah. I would also like to announce that Dark is coming in studio after LA. So am yeah, I, Mr. Blair. Oh, that's right. You are too, Blair. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was oh, dark. Well, listen. I was just I, dark. Dark just over. I mean, the the real excitement was dark. I totally forgot, Daniel. Yeah, my bad. So. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I'm coming too, Steve. Yeah, that's right. So. Daniel Blair will be here also. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Yep. See you guys. All right. All right, Mr. Guida. Uh, all right, more calls about SMX. Uh, Tyler's on five. Let's go to Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, DB. Uh, just wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit and explain of how I agree with you guys saying of how you should bring MXTP guys over here. 
um, really feel as though it bring it a world stance if that's the case because we have no world locations as of now so why not bring in world international guys i mean look uh, it's it's a total pie in the sky thing so don't you know no one this is just my idea yeah, to don't like, get excited yeah th- it's far <laughs> from well, happening well, I, so i also heard lewis talk about it on sunday so i don't know who came up with the idea first oh i don't know yeah good point i don't know um probably me I mean, normally, but uh, no, I, I think it would be great. I think if you really want to do it right and make it super cool. I mean, we used to have something called the Trans AMA back in the day with DeCoster and Robert and these guys coming over to race Americans at Unadilla and, and Mid-Ohio and all that. Let's do it again, you know? So it's, there, there is I think precedence. it's a great idea. Yeah. I feel like it would bring some more international uh, praise to the sport, um, bring some more riders over, some people that yep. USA guys don't understand and all that. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good, Tyler. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I'll add, I'll add this too, Steve. I, I mean, I know if you look at Master Poll's results, I think he was like 11, 12. So if you just looked at paper, you'd be like, hey, that was pretty dang good. But look, that's not like a supercross specialist guy. That's a pure moto dude. And he was up front running with the big boys for a long time, even led a little bit. So to me, I think if that's the track style they're going to go with, that they're really going to stick to this type of thing. Those the, the the MXGP dudes could handle it absolutely no problem and it would be it would yeah. be sick as uh, is I think. Did you did did you do you have the winner of the the sixty five? Is he a, an Orange Brigade kid? Is he under contract? Is this... I don't know if you looked close, but they're all about Orange Brigade kids out there, bro. I was a no, there, there was a Cobra. Of orange out there. There was Cobras. I, I no, there was there was Cobras and there was Yamahas too. But uh, no, the kid that won Jackson Vic, he's not one of my riders, but uh, he was great this year. I think he won Loretta's in a title too, and. The kid that got second, Easton Graves. The, both of those two, they like went at each other all year long. It was one, two, two, mm-hmm. one. So I wasn't surprised to see that outcome, but I was surprised with the jumping. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I so I was there on Friday. I did a track walk um, with the kids, and I'm super careful. Like I and and I can be broken down. That's what everyone's learning. Like I always start super careful, and then you can break me down. And I told all the kids. This is a great experience. We're all going to have fun. We're going to mm-hmm. do some jumps, but let's just ease in, all right? I know all your dads are telling you to be the first one, but let's just chill. So I actually asked them all very politely, please don't jump the finish line in the first session. We'll get into it in the second one. And they all agreed, and they did it, and it was fine. <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at that finish line, and I'm like, I know they can do it. The math is there. Yeah. I just I got I to gotta let them do it. So I went up. I think I told you at the, uh, at the live show at 10 Cycles with JB. I went up to uh, one of the kids, and I'm like, so, what's up with the finish line? Like, we, we, what do you think? We got this? He goes, my dad says I can. I'm like, oh, uh. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to hear. I want to hear what you think. And then I'm like, so if you're going to do it, how are you going to do it? Yeah. And the kid's like, fourth gear pinned. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty close. All right, go for it. So I, <laughs> I gave the kids the green light, dude. And seriously, I'm standing next to this thing shaking because I feel responsible. You know, they're, they're looking at me for guidance, and I'm being a little, a little soft here probably, but yeah. I'm like, ah. Come on. Sure enough, the first kid does it, and then, like, 15 of them just, yeah, 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 all of them just start jumping it. And I'm like, God, I'm such a sissy, man. They literally all did it by the end. And then a couple started jumping the triple, and I told them no triple. I said, off limits, no, it's not worth it. And sure enough, I look over other end of the speedway, and there they are flying to the air. Dude, it didn't look that hard for me. That's the scary part. A couple of them went through the rollers, and I'm like, oh, he's not going to do it. And just yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, like I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Now, now these 65s are good now, but the thing is, is it's not a forgiving, you know, it's not a forgiving landing for a little wheel, little suspension. And I told them, like, dude, you don't want to go long or short. But then I saw a video on Instagram of one of the kids cased oh, the crap the shit out of the out triple, of yep. and then just landed and pinned through the corner like nothing happened. And I'm I, like, dude, they're different. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. old, sissy, <laughs> crusty. Like I can't believe these kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right, David's on two. What's up, David? What's your question for Daniel Blair? Daniel Blair, I miss seeing you on TV. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I appreciate Steve. that. He was he was a shining light, and we're just he, my, my house is sad. My house is sad. I mean, I I love weed on there, but I I'm a Daniel Blair guy. So anyways, uh, I was going to talk about uh, WS or um, I'm sorry, uh, SMX. SMX stuff, but you guys kind of covered it. Um, wh- what about WMX? Is there any is there any updates on what's going on with that? Because a couple weeks ago there was lots of chatter on the uh, interweb talking mm. about it that it the series had one foot on a banana peel. Is that 
Any, I, any news on that? I heard nothing. Daniel's more plugged in with that series and promoters and things like that, but, yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah, I've I've okay. actually spoke to him um, and just kind of gotten a, a, an understanding because even me on Main Event Moto on our, our podcast, we're part of their media list. You know, we get their, their emails and we get their breaking news and stuff. So I do communicate with them and talk to them a little bit this week, and they say they're on stable footing. They just had to do a restructure and make some changes and – I think the news will come out as it goes, but um, they just had to do uh, some some restructure. So I just sit tight uh, for a little bit. That's what I was told. All right, so okay. Sit tight. Okay. They'll be okay. they'll be they'll be making announcements, and but from what I understand, it sounds like they're on pretty solid footing moving forward. Uh, David, thanks for the call. Do you want to um, fly race in tie dye hoodie or a pair of hundred percent goggles? Oh, I'd love a tie dye hoodie. Who wouldn't? All right, stay on hold. All right. I know. Thanks, man. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we have uh, Matthew on three. Matthew, what's up, man? Matthew there? All right, uh, let's go to Daniel. Daniel, what's happening? You, you got a question for Daniel? Daniel? Well, uh, I, had a, I had a comment about the track and then a okay. question. Um, I, I'll be honest. I thought the track was pretty underwhelming. The only thing that surprised me and I was really happy to see was it seemed like that split section – really worked out and those guys could you know pick and choose lines uh watching deegan go back and forth through it to work i it was nice to see a split section actually work out sure i agree it was really cool we each said one of them was 40 feet longer uh obviously they worked the same but it was just the way you carried the speed and the turn and everything but yeah it was really cool to see that Um, i thought it was awesome too i I, i'll make a quick comment on that that when I saw it when I got there, I was like, "Oh my gosh! If that don't work, it's going to be so bad because it'll just be one <laughs> right. side, and there's nothing you could do." Right. And man, did they nail that one! That, I mean, that's that's one of the best splits I think they've ever had. It did provide great passing. I saw guys changing mid moto. I don't know how they pulled it off. It's so long too because it, it literally—I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to be the longest split they've done in a long time. And for, for it to be that close, I mean, that's just kudos to them. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, my other question real quick, I was listening to Monday night show when you and Paul were talking about the silly season stuff, and it got me thinking, a team like Star that has so many riders, I'm sure Yamaha loves seeing all the bikes on the track, it's great marketing, mm-hmm. but where do you draw the line and is there start to become a disservice to all the riders? Like, are the riders not getting their fair share of everyone's attention? Is that an issue over there or are they managing it well? Well, I think they manage it pretty well, but it is an issue. Like, one of the reasons Shimoda left and Kawasaki wanted to keep him was Honda's like, hey, man, you're going to have dedicated service here. You're going to be one of two 250 riders, you know, just like Hunter and Jet this past year. All of that, and you're going to be our guy. You get to do your gear deal. There is a sense of specialness and uniqueness that Honda can offer that appeals to riders. And I think in you know Kitchen is another prime example of like it's a lot, man. It, the the star guys are dog eat dog. It's a scrimmage every single day, or not every day, but you know during the week as a scrimmages. And for sure, like the, all these guys want a little specialized attention. But having said that, look at their. Um, results and everything's kind of working for stars so uh you know but yeah daniel do you have anything to add to that yeah i i, I again the resume would say it's working i mean they've done so well for so long and they do have a lot of guys and sometimes you wonder like how in the world did you pull all that off but the truth is is they have been on a certain model of their motorcycle for some time now so there's a lot of parts and resources so to your question, I'm, I'm curious of how this year will work because they still have, I think, seven or eight guys over there. Yeah, It's a new model 250, and obviously you don't just get all the parts all up front. They start coming in more and more and more as you go. So if you are in the development of a new bike and you're getting new parts, do you have enough for everybody? So mm-hmm. their challenge with their roster will probably come in this offseason. I, I, I assume they'll be fine because they've done a good job managing every aspect of their team. But that will be a challenge, having a new motorcycle with new parts that are coming in and having that many guys to give those parts to. And I wouldn't be surprised if you end up with some sort of a pecking order on who gets what. And riders hate that. Mm-hmm. But that is the reality sometimes is, hey, something comes in new, and, yeah, if there's four, five, six, seven of you, well, guess what? The guy winning the points is probably getting it first. Or So yeah. I, that'll be a challenge for them because it's a new bike this year, and they're going to have to run into a – situation where they have a lot of new coming into the building so we'll see thanks daniel appreciate it thanks for the call i can't believe orange brigade let that bennett kid go i just just can't believe it but yep uh, we'll see oh Uh, like that huh great call (laughs) kyle kyle what's up man you got a fan's perspective from round one hey steve can you hear me yep 
Hey, uh, I just want to say, you know, some people are being, I guess they think the track is a little underwhelming and whatnot, but uh, I was sitting right there in front of the off-camber right-hand turn that's before the sand section yeah, headed the towards sand. the finish yep. line. Yep. So got got to see, you know, a couple different passes for leads in 250 and 450, but, uh, I mean, overall, I thought it was pretty exciting being there. My only gripe was it being a day race. I mean, opening ceremonies yeah. just didn't feel – Nearly as cool at being during the daytime without the fireworks and you know right, the white. So you're you're, on the you're, you're a JT guy, like you're like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like uh, like uh, no daytime stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. A, I'm I mean, JT I, I like the daytime race sorry. photo, but it just it didn't feel as you know the yeah. It didn't feel as grand as the Supercross being in the daytime. I, I think yeah, you're right. You're right. It, there is something. It does lose something uh, in the middle of the day for sure. And I don't know like what was up, Kyle, with the 450 guys just riding around the outside of the track that Phil was complaining yeah. about on Monday. That was weird. But yeah, I, I especially being in the stands, I don't think anybody really knew where to look or what was going on. It yeah. kind of felt like a, a parade laugh where <laughs> you know they let like anybody on the track. Yeah, yeah. Well, they let Phil out there, so they do let anybody, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, but you know, I was in the stands for the LCQ just to watch Phil. Oh yeah, I know. I had a bunch of guys saying I got to make it to the LC. I got to go to the stands. Like riders, <laughs> we're like, I got to go watch Phil. I was so. looking for a front end to get sawed off. Uh, Kyle, you want a pair of hundred percent goggles? Hey man, I'd love a pair. All Thank right, you. we'll put you on hold. All right, just for that Phil joke, uh, right. we will give you a pair of goggles. <laughs> Uh, thanks to folks 100%. By the way, Pulp30 is the code to save at 100%. Uh, whether it's casual, whether it's goggles, whether it's uh, mountain bike helmets and stuff, it, the Pulp30 code saves uh, on everything. Jet Lawrence, uh, 100% guy, star racing, and more. It's a generation of racers asking how much effort do you give, and uh, we give uh, away goggles uh, So the show. All right, Daniel, I'll let you get back to pounding stakes, but I got a couple of, uh, of questions for you. Yep. Uh, Ferrandis to Hep next year, I expect that to happen. What's your thoughts? That's a that's a silly uh, a silly season rumor from like months and months and yep. months ago that never died, never went away, and now it sounds like it's coming together. Yeah, so. you know, I mean, look, look, they need each other, right? It works out perfectly, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but think about this, and this is where again, I, I I always go back to the personal side of this. So I, I know the Pipes family; I've known them since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Dustin, I've known him since he was a little kid, and the fact that they, as a private team, have created their presence. And if they line up next year with Ken Roxon and Dylan Ferrandis, shout out to the Pipes family. That's, that, I mean, that's that's the win right there for them to be able to pull off what they've pulled off uh-huh. in a not very long amount of time too. That's badass for them. So I, I, I'm stoked, and I'm obviously happy for Dylan. I would rather have Dylan here than not. So if that happens, then good. Right. Okay. All right. And then uh, give me yep. your winners. Um. So I'm typically not like a root. For the favorite guy, I like to root for the underdog, and I feel like Jet turned into like the favorite guy. But in this little championship, he's the underdog. I mean, you look at the points and where he's at. He actually kind of has to win this one to make LA uh, a winner take all. Because if Chase wins this one and puts another six on him, Chase could just get second at LA, sit right behind him, and win the thing. So if you want LA to be spicy, you're probably mm-hmm. pulling for jet to win this weekend, just to tighten it back up. So those two have to go one-on-one in LA. So I'll go jet. Cause I want that. I want LA to be dramatic. And then uh 250, since I'm going to stick with what I want, I want Vial to win. Cause if you look at Vial, Lawrence, Shimoda and Deegan, he's the fourth of that group. And if he wins and gets the points, it'll keep that series tight too. I, I just want whatever will keep LA Super interesting. So uh, let's okay. go with Vial and Jet. All right, that's uh, that's that's it. That is spicy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And 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 Vial was really good and sharp. I mean, so was Joe though. Like yeah. Joe is waking up. So I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those two. But you're probably looking at a Deegan Lawrence win if you're <laughs> if you're gambling. But I'll, I'll go I'll go Vial. All right, sounds good. D- DB, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks in studio here. And uh, yeah, man, enjoy the uh, the verb race with the everything that's going on there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir. I'll see you in a couple weeks. See you, man. That's Daniel Blair, everybody, from the Orange Brigade, uh, main event, Moto, and more. Uh, Thank you to Plum Creek Funding. Uh, If you're looking to own a home, you want to pull some some equity out of your home that you now have, first-time buyer, your investor. If you've got a vacation home like JT, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home looking to pull cash out, these guys can do it. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. 12 different states, including Arizona now. Over 25 years' experience. They do a lot of uh, people in the uh, Moto world as well with their mortgages and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So thanks to folks at Plum Creek Funding for coming on the show. And uh, we'll bring you our next guest from uh, Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? 
my vacation home is a hotel room, so that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then also, Daniel just picked Vial because of KTM. Like, can we yeah. be legit, like, ah. be real for a second here? Hey, Vial was good, though. He was good, but yeah. no, he's, like, wanting Vial to win okay. just for, oh, yeah, I want entertainment. Come on, bro. You know what? I didn't want to go there with him because I want to put him in a weird spot, but Vial is not training oh, at Baker's it. Factory. Yeah, yeah. Baker's is not uh, – Vial is not training at Baker's Factory anymore, not next year either. He has exited that thing. That is a spicy meatball for the KTM group, Alden and all of that. Like, you know, a two-time world champion comes here, rides in the program for three-quarters of a year and says, nah, I'm going to do my own thing at Sandbox with Sexton and Roxton and Chiz and all those guys. That's uh, – yeah. That's a that's a yeah. That's so how do you how do you think this goes for Sexton? We you know we all assume he's going to KTM. It's pretty obvious. If he doesn't perform to the level expected next year, how much pressure does he get to go to Alden's program? Uh, I think he's fine. I think you know they they chased him. Yeah, they, Cooper Webb thought he was too. <laughs> yeah, but Webb had won with Baker, right? So I think that his results, you know. Sexton's going to be like, hey. I understand what you're saying. I just think yeah. that's their that's their MO, right? Well, like but, if things are going wrong, that's what they're going to point to to say, this so, is how we fix it. But listen, as you know, like they pay Alden a lot of money. They really yep. believe in that program. They send their guys there. To have this kid just leave, can you imagine the stuff behind the scenes with all that? God, you know? Yeah, you, you wonder, or maybe I just wonder, how much – uh, you know, because he was a he, – he wrote for Europe, you know, the Europe side of KTM. Mm-hmm. Did someone there go, hey, like, we need to, we need to like, give a little here. Like, he's a, he's a European KTM guy, and culturally and these things, like, we need to give him some slack here. You wonder yeah. if that had anything to do with it. I, I believe if it was, like, Bowen or somebody, they're like, no, no. You just stay there and you suffer and you figure it out. Did Vial do enough in his rookie year here, Supercross Motocross, to – to pull that weight, I mean, obviously, no, I don't think he has. I don't think he has leverage. I just think him coming from the European side, maybe someone from Europe called Roger or Ian or somebody and said, "Hey, can we give this guy a break? Like, let him try something else." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I'm just so. But. So now they have uh, a program where their two top riders in the 450 class and the 250 class do not ride at Baker's next year. Yeah, you know. So um, that'll yeah, be interesting. It's an interesting thing. I mean, yes. They are very hard liners when it comes to their guys being at that program. They have a huge investment there, right? So um, I don't think it's the wrong phrasing, but it looks like there's like cracks in the in the plan, you know, yeah. to have everyone there. Right. Um, I don't I don't like the way that sounds, but you know, you know, what I'm trying to get the point yeah. across. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it'd be interesting to see uh, how that goes going forward. Uh, Fly racing Moto Sixty Show seven zero two five eight six Pulp. We have two pairs of tickets to Chicago to give away. Two pairs of tickets to Chicago SMX round. Uh, the next two callers can can have those things. Uh, so thank you to uh, Namira for giving those away as well. Uh, all right, JT, MXDN, Craig, AP, RJ. I had Daniel on talking to him earlier. Um, I think a podium is a potential, and a top five is uh, a, a, you know better than not a top five, and maybe. Maybe there's a chance they can win the thing. I don't think it's it, it's it's not the A team, but it, it's not bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't like our chances as much. Well, to win? Uh, oh, wait, Chris- to win, right? Yeah. Oh, of yeah, course not. Sure. No, no, they uh, are not. They are yeah. fourth or fifth favorite to win. I would say if you were to this Vegas and we were to put odds on it. Okay, I you can know? go with that. Yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, I, I think we will go in as somewhere between three and five as, yeah. as ranked, you know, on paper. Um, that's a crazy race. Crazy things happen, but it, it's really hard to get past. Australia, France, especially um, those two teams just look stacked. And then there, there are some other really good teams that you wouldn't necessarily think about always. You know that that ride Belgium. Tracks, Belgium's always well. good. Yeah, Belgium will Belgium's be good. Always Netherlands good. will be good. Yep. And even missing hurling, Netherlands will still be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have our work cut out for us. You know, it's uh, when you have a guy on the team. Um, you know, I, we, I don't know how much you guys talked about it, but it sounds like it's gonna be Christian Craig. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been hurt, right? He hasn't ridden at all. He hasn't ridden, raced outdoors at all this summer. So to ask him with not a lot of time on the bike to go to a track he's never raced before, that's, he, well, that's a really tough ask, in my opinion. I may or may not have talked to someone close to Christian, and he said he'll have six weeks on the bike. He'll have six weeks. Yeah, that's that's not a lot. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think that's, that's enough. Opinion, that's okay, not a lot. all right. Not, okay. not when you're coming off an injury. Okay. Not when you're coming off an injury, it's not. Uh, all right. Not 
not to go into a one race scenario. Like if you're coming back after six weeks and you're working into a series, fine. But this is a one weekend binary deal, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the tough part. And it's not going to be like comfortable confines. It's going to be a track he's never ridden and a mm-hmm. race he's never ridden. And it's just, I have no expectations for him. Like yeah. I know how, I just, from past experience come off injuries, I know how this, how hard this is going to be. So um, I hope, he puts it in the right mindset and doesn't put too much pressure on him because he shouldn't, in my opinion, he shouldn't have that much pressure on him because yeah, it's like he's not in the condition that anyone should expect like his best result in my opinion. Well, I think a podium's uh, in sight for these guys are very, you know, a potential for podium. That'd be awesome. So that'd be cool. Oh, I would, um, I would love a podium. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Also exciting for fly racing to have RJ on the team, right? You can make some gear and all that. That's really cool to have a team member, that's Team USA. Yes, uh, you have yep. you had that in Osborne back in the day, but yeah, nothing since. So um, yeah, that's good. Great for fly racing for sure. Um, yeah, we, you know, we're we're a global brand, so to have. Um, a rider on Team USA on that stage is, is always a big deal. I don't care who, which OEM or which gear brand or whoever. It's it's a big deal. Right. Um, all right, Chicagoland this weekend. Uh, weather, JT, how are we looking? Uh, we're looking pretty amazing right now. Okay. It's beautiful out. Um, I think it's going to be a little warmer tomorrow, like high 78, and then Saturday, perfect, high 74. Uh, maybe a little oh. cloudy, but that's okay. It'll that's, probably help. Yeah, that's nice. More outdoorsy. Yeah. This place looks more outdoorsy looking at the track map. Yeah, it will be. It's going to be a lot faster. Um, it's the closest to a motocross track that we're going to get for this uh, these playoffs. Um, I think last week was a weird one. You know, they were trying to – I just think the drag strip layout makes things really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have long straightaways, and you, that kind of negates passing opportunities. You have, like, 90-degree corners a lot of times. Uh, I just don't – I don't love it. Um, I think this will be better win, lose, or draw. And then I think next week – will be amazing being in L.A. Coliseum. And I think it'll have the feel of what we want, like that big stage, really prestigious event at the L.A. Coliseum, the Peristyle. Um, so I'm open-minded this weekend, but I really think L.A. is going to be the one that's going to really kind of hit the mark as far as what we want. You think Jet will be more back to what we saw in the last 10 minutes of, uh, of Moto2? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think they've missed pretty badly on bike setup. And uh, you could just see how stiff his bike was, and he couldn't really charge on it. And I think between that and really poor starts, um, that's what happens, right? Like, he's had every detail so dialed in for so long that we tend to forget that this kind of thing can happen, you know, if you don't get everything right. So, uh, you know, from the people I talked to, he was really angry about how things went last weekend, really frustrated. Um, That's not what, you know, not what he's there to do, not the type of result he's looking for, and I think – I think he was embarrassed with that first moto. So I, I think we'll come, we'll come and see a really fired up uh, and aggressive Jet Lawrence, which, yeah, that's what we've come to expect anyway, right? Dylan was really good, uh, 2-4 on the day for, for Dylan, and uh, this is mm-hmm. more of an outdoorsy thing, which you know, kind of suits him a little bit. I wonder, I wonder if Dylan will end up on the podium. You know, I mean, look, Chase, Roxon, Jet, that's three great guys that you know, can end up on the podium. But I wonder if Dylan will end up on the podium again. I don't know. Um, I think this faster track will help him. Yeah. You know, Dylan's, Dylan's a guy that, you know, I've, I've watched more closely since I've been doing TV stuff because I, I need to know his tendencies and what to look for and all those things. Um, and I didn't realize until, you know, I guess this year, how much his results vary off of his happiness with the motorcycle. And, and we're not talking about changing motorcycles. We're talking about settings on a motorcycle, right? And he is just so sensitive to – small things like that, right? We just saw it all summer long. So I think they're in a good place with the bike. They've done a ton with the suspension, trying different things. Uh, And I think this faster outdoor setting, uh, yeah, will just lend more to that. Yeah, I talked to somebody at Yamaha uh, this week, and, yeah, near the end of the outdoors, they found a much better setting. It's way more production uh, components than it was factory stuff. And, you know, like we've seen with GL in the past, and I mean, even even Roxanne ran stock clamps at some point on the RMZ. You know, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the direction Dylan has went is production ish stuff, and he's been happy. He said after Charlotte, "My bike is good." I, 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 yeah, I, sure I, did. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, so yeah, uh, yeah. I think everybody on it in his team as well was like, "Oh man, like wow, we did something right." <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So that'll be good. That'll be interesting because I, again, this being a little more outdoor, a little faster, like you said, a little more suiting to Dylan Ferrandez probably, and he was good in Charlotte. So yeah, he was. He was, yeah. I think uh, he gained some confidence, and 
he believe I think he believes that they're on the right track with the bike. So I mean, anything could change. Like the dirt's going to be different, the layout's going to be different. But uh, that was a really positive sign for for he. And, uh, and the team, we'll see what happens with it next year. But that, was, that had to feel good for everybody involved. All right, we got the two tickets have gone away, away right, Tits? Uh, two pairs of tickets are gone. The 100% goggles are gone. The fly race and tie-dye, JT tie-dye hoodie, gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more stylish for the weekend. I didn't know tie-dye was still a thing, but it is. Of course it is. <laughs> of yeah. course it is, he said. All right. Uh, same question uh, that I asked you about Jet, but about his brother Hunter. Uh, better? This weekend, like more, more up front, more, more, uh, more the hunter that we've seen all, all year. Yeah, I think he has to be. Um, that was just a, a really uh, tough effort for for Hunter. Um, I mean, he's had such a fantastic year, and, and to have a weekend like that where he didn't have the pace, he didn't have the starts, he didn't really have much of anything that we've come to expect. Um, I think this week he probably had a, <laughs> some hard conversations with himself. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that really stuck with me was that second moto, his best lap was only the 13th best lap of in the entire class, right, which is so un-Hunter-like. You know, he's been able to charge through the pack and get to the front and, you know, like at least be one of the fastest guys regardless of the start, and he was just nowhere near that, right? He just didn't have any part of his game really dialed in. So um, I'm expecting a pretty big bounce back here from Hunter this weekend. Do you think – so Hunter – and I agree with you. I think Hunter will bounce back. Uh, do you see – so Joe's Joe won the thing. Uh, it's two in a row for him. Hayden won the first one. Really great. Vial, as we talked about, was a was a runner. Is that the is that the breakaway group going forward? George, yeah, you um, know it's it's, yeah. it's interesting. I think guys like Kitchen and some of these guys can get in there, right? There's there, there's a bunch of good guys in this class. Um, so I'm not necessarily locked in. I think we know who the main protagonists are, but to tell me that guys like. Um, you know, like we saw Ryder D kind of have a breakout. Um, I, I just think they're, you know, Justin Cooper could get back into this thing. So I'm not, I'm not ready to just say we know who the best guys are in this class because it's, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag all summer. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, it'd be interesting to see, yeah, what happens again, double points at this one. So, you know, we could see a little bit of shakeup. It is so weird. Like as bad as Hunter was, he is still what third in the points, I think. Or something like just because of the the, the the seating, it's really really neat to see that kind of kind of screws yep. up your mind a little bit. Um, okay, and go, jumping back to four fifties, Cooper Webb's debut. I would just go eh for his debut. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I mean, the starts were you know the the toughest part of it, right? He really didn't set himself up for any sort of success with those starts. So um, I, I think he showed some flash at times like the start you know like he showed a little bit of speed and a few practices so there's there's something to kind of work from um but yeah i don't think he was happy with that end result right like in the end everybody judges you off the end up the result and the result left a lot to be desired mm-hmm. so uh we'll see what he brings this weekend but yeah I, I don't think that was anything like what they were hoping for you know after such a long lead up to it no someone at star told me they thought he could podium and I'm like, okay, like, all right, like that, you know, they watch yep. him ride during the week. So what do I know? You know? Uh, yeah, of course. Yep. So, so I just went, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. You know? And then, yeah, we didn't really see it. So, but Coop, Coop's, yeah, Coop's Coop. So uh, you can never count them out. Vertex Pistons, by the way, providing the highest quality aftermarket replacement and performance kits for the power sports industry. They got complete engine rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. Manufacturing in Italy, the fast, the cast and forged pistons are the premier choice for power and performance. I've used Vertex pistons before uh, in my project bikes. It's, it's really great stuff. They're also an industry leader in manufacturing high performance gaskets made right in the USA. So Vertex pistons, thank you for coming on board. 100% Maxis, Decal Works, Plum Creek Funding, Get, and Athena, and of course Fly Racing on the show as well. Uh, all right, JT, um, going back to uh, the 450 class, talked about Cooper Webb a little bit. Um, anybody else catch your eye outside of the guys we talked about on this show like i was really impressed with march banks looking at his lap times looking how many people he passed i think he passed 12 guys in both races like combined 12 or 13 guys in both races uh really good job by march banks his lap times were good he went by guys like nichols and freddie like you know right away and got up to the factory guys never got by them but got up to them uh so march banks come to mind for me anybody else for you um not like out of the realm of the the main guys, you know. I thought the 450 guys there wasn't much uh, excitement from the Andersons and Cincerillos and Plessingers and Barshas. I just didn't see a lot, right? They didn't jump off the page. Um, I think 
probably the most impressive to me was Kenny. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think, what to expect, anything like that. And for him to be able to get out front in that second moto and, and run away a little bit, right? Like he ran out of steam there, but yeah. I thought he really stood out amongst the other guys. You know, we, we forget how great Kenny is, um, but he, he showed us that he mm-hmm. still has it. Um, so yeah, I would say Kenny, that was a, that was a great performance for a guy who's only raced one, you know, one race this summer. Uh, Justin Brayton at our live show Friday night, Brayton's like, I think he wins the first moto. And I'm like, yeah, I could see it. Totally. Just, you know, just yeah. Kenny. And then all well, of us, just all of us sit there and go, oh yeah, Ken Roxon, great rider. Well, I think, you know, Kenny's a guy that loves to prove people wrong. Right. And if he feels slighted or disrespected, mm-hmm. uh, that's when that's he's similar to Cooper Webb in that way. Right. Yeah. Like he really finds his best performance in those moments. And I think we saw a lot of that. Right. And I, I even go back to, Bud's Creek, you know, he wasn't happy about how much praise Jet was getting, which is okay. I, I get it, right? And and you just tell him, like, hey, okay, come show us. And, and I think he did. I think he showed all of us that he can go just as fast or faster than all those guys can, too. So, yeah, um, yeah that's that's the kind of performance that I think we saw. All right, let's go to some phone calls before we wrap this thing up. Uh, we have uh, Jason on three. Jason, you got a fundraiser idea for MXDN. Uh, yeah, I got crappy service. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, you know, I just heard you and Paul talking about the other day about how maybe they should send someone to all the supercrosses and outdoors and yeah. set up a booth. And I, I just want to volunteer for that. You know, I'll still work my normal job. I've had an AMA car for 30 years. I'm a huge fan. I live in Ohio. I can check in at the AMA office. You know, I, I just want to throw it out right. there. Cool. Wow. I'm, all for, I'm all for it, you know. I mean, we'll uh, we'll keep that in mind. Again, this is just Paul and I. We have no power over MX Sports and uh, uh, and Feld. But, JT, what we were talking about was, you know, money, money, money kept coming up, right? Star wanting money. Yeah, Cowie saying it's too much money. Money, money, money. Well, like, if we just put a booth up at the concourse of every Supercross and in the pits at every motocross and sold merch or just had a donation jar and had somebody fly out and spend $30,000, $20,000 on travel, uh, we'd, we'd have a lot of money at the end of the year. We would have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Start at, start in Anaheim. There we go. Like, I don't know. I can raise one hundred and forty grand for a raffle for privateers. You know, yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's a great thing you do. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't even know if it's always the money. That's the problem. Like, I think Paul did a great job of raising yep. money last year. Yeah. Um, I just think it's scheduling. And what's unfortunate, is I think there are people that just do not want to participate. I don't think they want to they want to participate. And that's, that's yeah. their prerogative. Yep. I just think. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah. It, it, you know what? The goalposts move, JT. You're absolutely right. Whatever the team can use yeah, to get out of it. Right? Yeah, what, yeah. What's the, convenient right. to use it as an excuse? Right, yeah. right. So uh, Cody's on one. Last call here, Cody. What's up, man? Hey, so concussions in racing has always been super hard to police and all that. And um, this year in IndyCar, there was a guy that crashed in qualifying, and they said, nope, uh, we got the data from your helmet, and you're not racing the whole rest of the weekend. So with the... I think the, this new fly helmet has some kind of biometric stuff mm-hmm. in it, right? So could yep. you see the AMA going to a standardized system like that and implementing that in, in each rider's helmet? Uh, I don't know. Um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I, I think there, we will see advances, right? I don't know what the standardization would be. I don't know how hard it is to implement something like that. Um, but I think we're a little bit on the front end of what you're going to see more and more companies do and, and where the trends are going to go. So um, I'm all for it. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to see the future of how it gets utilized like uniformly because it's a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's only going to improve from here. Like, I we're mean, just kind of on the, the tip of the iceberg as far as what's possible. That would be a good idea and really cool. But yeah, it gets into a lot of things that our sport isn't ready to handle. So, um, yeah, but I, that, that would be awesome. They're just like, Hey man, this number of G's is the limit of, uh, of force that, you know, we saw you take and you're out for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- now they just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what they do. JT, if you're not knocked out and they go and see you, there must be some sort of, do you take that cog- cognition test right before the race? The one that you did at the baseline? I, how do, how do uh, they, how I, do I they determine after the heat race that you're in or out? From a concussion. Yeah, I think you have to go take the uh, the baseline test. Oh, you do take it. Okay. It. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, as far as I know. Right. Yeah. Thanks, I'm not Cody. An expert, but I think right. that's what Thanks, Cody. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, there is a there is a, a test or whatever. All right. Fly Race and Motor 60 Show Chicago. Round two, SMX, Catch the Fever. JT, before we let you go, who wins? Um, I think Jet bounces back uh, in the 450 class. I, just, I still think he's the best rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually the best riders win. Um, and then 250, man, it's it's tough. Um, Joe has so much momentum right now, but I, I think Caden Deegan's going to find a way to get it done. I, I think he has a lot of intensity in this track if you're really willing to push the limit. Like, you're not going to have to be as precise. You're just going to have to be willing to send it. And Caden's really good at sending it. All right. Who wins a Super Mini? I have no idea. I need to do some studying on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know either, so don't ask me. Uh, all right, man. Uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show uh, at Fly Racing USA on social media, flyracing.com. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. See you guys. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas. Thanks to Daniel Blair. Tits, next week, last show. Last one. All right, it's, I know you're going to be sad. Looking forward to it. You came in before Anaheim, mm-hmm. and you're here till L.A. Yep. Not really. Every show. No, Mark's filled in for you. I did. Nope. Yeah. I don't did remember I? that. Nope. Uh, I don't know. Thanks, Nixon, Marks. Nixon filled in for you. You're Marks. welcome. Thanks, Marks. Thanks. Thanks, Tits. Goodbye. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to you people. See you next week.